Hello, listener. You found the latest episode of Michigan Soccer Central, the first week of December 2021. How's it going? My name's Rob Kerr with you, host of the Michigan Soccer Central podcast, your source for all things soccer here in the Great Lakes State. Got another great episode lined up for you today. It's been an amazing uh, month of guests. After this episode concludes, please go back through the uh, Spotify uh, queue. Uh, we really had some uh, some really awesome guests and some really uh, eyebrow-raising interviews over the last couple weeks. And including today, we've got an amazing interview with Mr. Soccer Michigan 2021. That's right, Mr. Jack Gugamos joins us on the show. But first, we have a live event to talk about. We are Soccer Michigan Soccer Central and the Detroit City FC Fieldhouse are putting together the Boxing Day Watch Party Extravaganza. And to talk a little bit more about it and tell you guys about this exciting event to get together in person, the host of We Are Soccer, Mr. Craig Hearn, thank you for joining the podcast. Rob, thanks for having me, man. Glad uh, glad to be here and chatting with you. So, uh, like I said, uh, uh, Boxing Day falls on a Sunday of the holiday weekend, of course. So people have you know lots of time with their families, and then uh, a lot of people have that Monday off after. So we circled on the calendar Boxing Day, and we looked through the the list of games, the English Premier League games that are going to be on, and there's just so many. So. Uh, us here at Michigan Soccer Central and We Are Soccer thought it would be pretty cool to put something together. And the Detroit City Fieldhouse has come together to play host for what should be an all-day watch party extravaganza to get all the supporters out. It's going to be exciting, Craig. Oh, absolutely. Games games kick off at 7.30 that morning and they don't end until 5 o'clock in the afternoon, so all day long. I mean... Uh, I don't know if, if, if a lot of the viewers have been down to Detroit City FC Fieldhouse, but it's a full bar. They've got a full menu going, and uh, the the beer will be flowing. I have uh, I have no doubt. I mean that that first game that they've got, you know, Liverpool versus Leeds. That's an exciting game. So I'm uh, I'm a fan of soccer, and I will be uh, cheering on and watching that game. But uh, yeah, man, the, the whole day is going to be a just. That's what Boxing Day is, right? Boxing Day is meant to be soccer and beer and just hanging out. So why not uh, Why not do it down at the Fieldhouse? Yeah, I mean, I was planning before we uh, put this together, I was planning on probably doing it in pajamas and uh, slippers and maybe, maybe going over to a friend's house later on. But um, kind of uh, the show and kind of uh, both of what uh, your program does uh, and what this does, we shine a light on uh, all the things soccer in Michigan. And now that we're in the off season, and obviously with the holidays and the big soccer day that Boxing Day is, the day after Christmas, December 26th, we really wanted to, uh, to to shine a light on another aspect of soccer fandom here in Michigan is a lot of us are viewing the soccer over in the Premier League and across Europe. And uh, your program, Craig, focuses a lot more on um, what we can see on TV and the stuff overseas. And this is a great way for us to kind of uh, try to unite all of the uh, different supporters groups of all the different Premier League teams. Because I know that we we talked when we were building this together that uh, um, kind of all the teams uh, or a handful of the Premier League teams have groups here in 
Metro Detroit, there's a, a group for Chelsea. I know there's a United group. And a, a, you said that there's a, a, a small contingent of Aston Villa fans. And this is really a call to try to get at least, at least for uh, one uh, day, get all of those groups together because that Saturday or that Boxing Day, um, just about every one of the big teams is playing uh, outside of Manchester United. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's uh, Man United who who don't play that day, but pretty much everybody else is playing. And yeah, it it would be great to get all all the supporters groups in the Metro Detroit area together, no matter who you guys support, to come on down to this event. I know there's a Chelsea group, a Villa group, a West Ham group. I know the Crystal Palace group, um, they kind of frequent the Detroit City Fieldhouse quite often. There's an Arsenal group, uh, a Man City group, and obviously a Liverpool group that we that we know of. Um, I believe there's an Everton group as well. So um, no matter what team you guys support, come on down, bring some supporters, bring some scarves, bring some shirts, and you can hang them up around the bar and make, you know, find a little corner, find a table or two or however many, you know, people you bring and hang your stuff up and, and claim your space in the bar because, uh, yeah, it's all day soccer. Like we said, starts at 7.30 and doesn't finish till 5 o'clock. So claim that space, bring your Bring your friends down. Um, we're going to try to get one of the one or two of the fields opened up as well, the indoor fields there, so we can do a little bit of a kick around. Um, maybe we'll do a little a little competition with some prizes if we can. Um, but man, Robert, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, again, it, it, Boxing Day is just soccer, and I was probably going to be doing the same thing. I was going to be sitting around my house, um, you know, probably with a beer in my hand because it's the day after Christmas, watching soccer. And now I've got a now I've got an excuse to go out and go downtown to the field house and drink a couple of extra beers and uh, kind of relax the day away watching all these great teams play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. With how serious uh, life is these days, it um, is nice to like uh, circle a day on the calendar for uh, pure entertainment and just socializing and having fun. And like you said, we're going to try to add a little bit extra, maybe get some raffles and prizes. I'm trying to twist my friend's arm who uh, is a stand-up comedian, maybe get him do a short set. He was a doorman at a big uh, soccer bar in Chicago for a long time. So I know he's got some jokes on people like us. <laughs> so I might I might try to get him in on there. And like you said, getting a crossbar challenge or something like that would be awesome. But looking at the games, like starting off with Liverpool and Leeds in the morning, and then uh, I think Manchester City versus Leicester, those games are always pretty exciting. Uh, they've gone head-to-head ever since uh, Leicester's uh, Premier League uh, winning season mm-hmm. and then i know you're going to be laser focused in on that 12 30 game so we're going to be having our uh, pies and then watching uh, aston villa and chelsea at uh that 12 30 game i think that'll be like the that could be the crescendo of the day and then uh rounding it out with the the brighton brentford which might be uh might be uh the tireder end of the day but uh it, it should be should be really really fun I agree, man. There's there's a, there's a game at every time set here. So yeah, that a Liverpool game that Liverpool leads at seven thirty, and Wolves and Watford also play at seven thirty. But I think eyes most eyes are going to be focused on that Liverpool leads because that's going to be a good one. And then at ten o'clock, you've got Burnley at home to Everton, uh, along with Man City at home to Leicester, and that that is going to be a good one. Leicester City need to start picking up points, and uh, we all know that uh, Mas- Manchester City is just a juggernaut of a team. Um, then you've also got uh, Norwich at home uh, under their new manager, Dean Smith. Uh, they, they face Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal, 
um, on Monday this week lost to Everton. So they're going to be looking for points. Uh, Tottenham and Crystal Palace at 10 a.m. Another, that's another good game. That's a bit of a London derby there. And you got West Ham who are flying high. They beat Chelsea last weekend and they got Southampton calling. Uh, and then you're right. I'm going to be laser focused on that 1230 Villa. Villa at home to Chelsea. Um, and the last time we played Chelsea at home, uh, we beat them. It was on the final day of last year. So um, hopefully we can do it again. They'll have a lot of big games coming up, and, and that's surely the one, uh, the biggest one, um, because I, I, I got a lot of friends who are Chelsea fans, and I definitely want to put one over on them there. Yeah, there's too many of those Chelsea fans, because I feel like I have a lot, a lot of those too, and uh, I can't wait to beat them every time. <laughs> and the yeah, thing with, that I love about soccer is like I'm I'm in to my uh to my nose and probably in over my head with the Michigan uh centric stuff. So it is exciting that there's like a whole chunk of me that's uh dedicated to Liverpool stuff that I, I don't really ever get to talk to. So it'll be exciting to have all these worlds clash. Absolutely. And um and Villa versus uh Liverpool is actually coming up uh this weekend on December eleventh. So um that's uh, that's that should be a good one. I know. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll talk about that in just a sec. I got a couple yeah. things about that, but we'll we'll continue <laughs> this. So, if uh, you want or you uh, are thinking about coming down to our uh, Boxing Day watch party extravaganza at the Detroit City FC Fieldhouse, uh, there will be a Facebook group set up on the Fieldhouse site so that we can kind of get a rough number for the kitchen. So uh, to know if they need to make uh, like 10 different pies or if they need to make 100 different pies. So so we're going to have that kind of be your call to action. If you know you're going to show up or you're really thinking about it, feel free to head over to the Detroit City FC Fieldhouse page to give a little RSVP to, to give us the heads up on what kind of a crowd uh, we can expect on Boxing Day. Because if you've never been down there, it would be great to do a first trip. Or if your group, you know, go out of your normal um, routine of going to a certain bar that's around uh, the Metro Detroit area, maybe uh, you guys talk about it and, you know, switch it up and, and we'll have like a meeting of supporters groups. It'd be great to meet a lot of people that I talk to online. It'd be great to see everybody in person as well. I think yeah, it'll be a lot of fun and the venue's just awesome. I mean, a bar with, uh, you know, you know, all the things that a regular bar has plus food, plus, uh, you know, you can look out at two fields of action and then uh, TVs all around to watch the, the action from across the pond. Um, I wish we could just do it tomorrow, Craig. I know. I know. I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward to it, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll wait, we'll wait the two, uh, two weeks or whatever we've got left here and, uh, we'll gear up a little bit. We got, we got some planning to do. We got some fun things planned. So we got a little bit of work ahead of us, but yeah, it'd be great. And we're going to have that, uh, that Facebook event, uh, uh, set up. Um, and I know we will, we will put that on the, we are soccer Facebook pages. Um, we'll push that out on our Twitter as well. So if, uh, if anybody's planning on heading down there, do us a favor, go ahead and, and go ahead and uh, RSVP through the um, Detroit City FC uh, event that will be set up for the Watch Day Extravaganza because it's going to be a good one. Another day, you've got your hands full of holiday planning. Um, there's another event at the Fieldhouse going on this holiday season, one I've been to in the past and one that's uh, coming back. Why don't you tell us about that New Year's Day party? 
Yeah, so it's it's a New Year's Day party for the kids. Um, you know, bring your kids if they're younger. Uh, they can play around on the fields down below the bar there. Uh, so the parents can sit up at the bar, have a beer, watch some soccer, and then look out through the glass onto the turf fields, um, the indoor turf fields, and watch their kids kick a ball around. And then uh, I believe it's at 4 o'clock, the, uh, they do a ball drop. Friendly the Bear comes out and does a ball drop, and a bunch of balloons come out, and they... They pretend it's New Year's Eve for the, you know, the 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 time for the kids, and uh, it's all fun. It's it's it's, it's a great event. Uh, there'll be a full full menu, um, you know, beers for uh, for the adults and pop and and juice for the kids. So it's bound to be a good time. I know there's been a good turnout in the past. Um, they obviously last year didn't happen due to COVID, but they're starting it back up again. There's a Facebook event for that as well. So if you guys. Uh, head on over to the Detroit City FC Fieldhouse uh, Facebook page or the We Are Soccer Facebook page. You can find those events and uh, go ahead and give an RSVP. It, it's going to be an awesome event. I plan on taking my kids down to kick a ball around. Um, I know of several other kids and teams that want to go and kick the ball around on the field. And and the parents, we can sit up in the bar, have a beer, watch the kids play some soccer, uh, do the ball drop for the kids, and then go home, put them in bed, and and celebrate it all again later that night. Yeah, I went a couple years ago, and it, I, I still really uh, reflect upon that with uh, a lot of uh, happy memories. You know, my son was very young. It was like two, three years ago now. We got to kick the ball around, and then, yeah, 4 o'clock. I think we either watched the English or maybe like the – might have even been like the Dubai ball drop. It was like a spectacular uh, New Year's uh, celebration display on the TVs, but with the, the time difference, so you, it was mm-hmm. truly seemed like a celebration. And then, yeah, a giant bag of balls dropped on all the kiddos. It was awesome. I'll, I'll try to find, I have it on my Twitter somewhere from a few years ago, but um glad that that's coming back uh, to the field house. And now, uh, like I said uh, just a few minutes ago, our teams uh, are headed head to head this weekend. Um, I'm excited to talk Liverpool because there's a whole, uh, you know, that's a huge chunk of my uh, soccer history and life that I don't talk about <laughs> on this program. And then you, sir, are Aston Villa through and through, and our teams are uh, going to butt heads this weekend, but with a significant twist that one of the biggest legends of my club is now coaching your club. Yeah, uh, Steven Gerrard signed up to uh, to coach us a couple of weeks back. He's been in charge of four games, and uh, I got to be honest, I, I was not thrilled about the hire at first. Um, I, I personally um, thought that the Villa should have gone out and gotten someone with a little bit more managerial experience, someone who's been there and done it before as a manager. But as the hiring happened, I started to do a little bit of reading, and man, Steven Gerrard, he... He's done it. He did it uh, with Rangers in the Scottish Premier League. But it's the back backroom staff that he has with him, the 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 staff that he's brought with him, and how he relies upon them. Um, apparently, Stephen Gerrard just has an eye and attention for detail, and his staff kind of carry out the orders. and And it's just um, from what I've heard of players who have played for and with Stephen Gerrard, there's a reason he was captain of one of the best clubs uh, and teams in the world, uh, Liverpool, because players uh, around him wanted to run through a brick wall for him. Uh, When he coached at Rangers, players there said the same thing. He can get you fired up and you just want to do whatever you can to win for the man. Um, And and to be honest, 
after four games in charge of Aston Villa here, he has just done an absolutely phenomenal job. Um, the results we've picked up so far, uh, he beat Brighton Hove. We beat Brighton Hove Albion 2-0. Uh, we went to Crystal Palace uh, and won 2-1 there. Um, we beat Leicester City the, uh, earlier this week 2-1. Uh, could have had another two or three goals in that game. We lost to Man City 2-1, but the last 20 minutes of that game, we dominated. And we could have had two goals ourselves to tie that or or win it. So, you know, he's just turned our team around. Um, and I couldn't be more excited about the hire now. Yeah, it seemed wild for Aston Villa to fire Dean Smith um, at the time. Like, obviously, things were kind of slagging and on the like a slow mm-hmm. slide a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah, like you said, uh, what a new manager bounce. And it doesn't seem like some sort of fluky thing like, oh, it's changed. Like, we'll be better for two games and in return to form. Like, uh, it's the kind of guy that has an aura like that. It, he's going to make you better, but you also don't want to let him down sort of a, a thing. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and you, Yeah, it seems like a, uh, from what I've gathered, uh, the players are far more engaged and everyone there's a level of excitement that that hasn't been there or or that is new since his arrival exactly and and, and that's you know that that new coach coming in no matter who it is all the players kind of raise their level up a little bit but it just seems that that's been taken up an extra notch because of who it is you know and everybody looks at him and says look what he's done um so yeah, I mean, and, and Dean Smith leaving, um, I was a big Dean Smith fan. Dean Smith was a Villa supporter through and through. He, one of the things that he always wanted to do was manage Villa. He got us back into the premiership. He absolutely did a phenomenal job for the club. Um, he went. We went to to Old Trafford uh, in September, the end of September and beat them one nothing. Um, but then then there was a slide. You know, we lost five games in a row, and it just we were playing poorly. No matter what lineup he put out there, no matter what he tried to do, just couldn't turn the team around. Um, so we lost five games in a row. The the owners have big ambitions this year. They want to get if if they don't get into Europe, they want to be very very close. Um, and and overall throughout the calendar year of 2021, we'd lost 18 games. The no Premiership team had lost more games than us. So the uh, the writing was on the wall a little bit. I was sad to see Dean Smith go. Uh, I'm very happy that he got the job at Norwich. I think he's doing a nice job there. I don't know if he'll be able to keep them up. They haven't spent enough money. They don't have a good enough squad. But but it is what it is. We brought in Steven Gerrard, and I'm very, very happy with the hire, uh, as I said. it's a, it's a, It'll be a funny game for sure. What do you uh, – do you have any predictions? Will you and your new uh, manager be able to overcome uh, a f- full throttle Liverpool? Yeah, I I don't know, man. They Liverpool are just. I I watched. I hate to say it, but I do watch almost every Liverpool game as well because they are uh, one of the best teams in the world, and it is fun to watch them play. Klopp has them just gunning right now on high gear. It's gonna be it's gonna be a super tough game. I, I at the best, I would say my heart says we're gonna go for the win. My head says at best we're gonna get a draw. It's going to be tough to stop Salah, who I believe right now is the best striker in the world. Um, and I mean, Mane is right behind him. And, and then I know Firmino's out, but Jota has been playing well. Uh, and then it's tough to to beat Virgil van Dijk and and, um, and Allison. So if I'm going to use my head, I'm going to say it's going to be a draw. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, let's just say if if you said, would I put any money on it? I'd probably say no. Um, I don't, I think it's a little too early, um, in Steven Gerrard's tenure to have the, you know, to be putting, to be beating teams like Liverpool. 
but but on our day, you never know. You know that's why they play the game. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, yeah, it. I mean, who knows? Uh, it'll be or it has a potential to be an emotionally charged game with it being mm-hmm. the first time playing against. He's never played against Liverpool in any capacity, so um, managing against them will be a unique experience. He seems to be like a consummate professional and mm-hmm. completely in control of himself uh, since he's become a manager. But I mean, you know, human instinct, there's a, you know, a lot in that. So it'll be curious to watch. It'll definitely be an exciting game this weekend. But we had you here uh, to talk about the Boxing Day watch party extravaganza. I'm very excited. Uh, You and I have uh, some planning to do and uh, I can't wait for uh, what, uh, a good like eight, nine hours of of soccer on Boxing Day. It's going to be awesome. But while you're here, um, we've talked about We Are Soccer, your program. Why don't you uh, tell the listeners uh, how you could find your show? Yeah, you can find us on all platforms. So we're on uh, we're on Facebook. We go live every every Saturday morning at eight o'clock on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. So any one of those platforms, you can find us on. We also do several videos a week. Um, we do an M- uh, MLS roundup. Uh, video. We do a Bundesliga chat time video. Um, we just talk about soccer. So if it's if it's youth soccer, we'll talk about it. If it's professional soccer, we'll talk about it. Um, soccer from around the world is what we do. So um, it's, we're a podcast, so we're on Spotify and Apple and all that good stuff. But we, we do a lot of videos as well. Um, you know, just chatting, chatting soccer and find us on any one of those platforms, as I mentioned. So Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, uh, we are soccer. Look us up, give us a a like, a a subscription and a share. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. It'll be very exciting to get everybody all together on December 26th at the Detroit city FC field house for, uh, yeah, the boxing day watch party extravaganza. So, uh, Craig, thank you so much for your time once again. Looking forward to our event. And after a quick break, another amazing young man who uh, is a state champion and now the Michigan uh, Coaches Association, uh, Mr. Soccer for 2021, Mr. Jack Gugamos. Next up, very excited to hear from our next guest, a young man who has earned countless awards and titles this year. He's uh, broken school scoring records, uh, has won a state championship with his high school team, and just a couple weeks ago was awarded Michigan's Mr. Soccer for 2021. Uh, Mr. Jack Gugamas, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate your time, and uh, congratulations on the huge year. Thank you. Thank you. It, it was a very exciting and very eventful year. So um, I guess just to start off with the uh, Mr. Soccer Award, was that a specific goal that you had set yourself? Coming into this year, I would. it was definitely not my uh, top priority or like my top goal, you could say. I just wanted to come in and compete for a championship, and we were able to do that. Yeah, and you certainly did that. Uh, your high school side went undefeated and uh, won the state title. What can you say? Uh, how was that walking into school that Monday after you won the state title? Oh, it, it was crazy. I felt like 
everyone was just kind of cheering there for a sec. And I know they said something on the announcements during first hour and I don't know, it was, it was just so surreal. And it's, it was so hard to explain that feeling just a day after winning state championship. So you won on the Sunday and then you, you had school the very next day. Yeah. Or it might've been Saturday, then Monday. It was that weekend. I, it's just, it was, it was so crazy. It's kind of hard to remember. Yeah, I read an article um, in the newspaper in the lead up to our conversation saying that uh, you were you doubled your efforts or you you, you uh, had a very determined summer so that this fall could be a, a, as much as it could be. Have you been able to take it moment by moment or has this whole fall because of uh, what you've accomplished? Has it kind of been a blur or have you been able to pick out moments? Right after our season ended, after that state championship game, it, and for about a week after, it was all kind of a blur. But now everything's kind of calmed down a little bit, and I guess I just look back at the entire thing and just it's just kind of like wow, like we really did all these things, and it just it, it's crazy. <laughs> yes, yeah, certainly. I I can't even imagine. Um, it must be it might be hard to compare, but uh, what was that like? Uh, could you compare? Uh, what was a more intense feeling that that walking into school uh, after becoming a state champion or when you uh, got the call that uh, you were uh, Michigan Mr. Soccer? <laughs> I would say they, they both are about even. <laughs> Obviously, I, I heard I was Mr. Soccer from my mom. She texted me while I was driving down to my club practice in Grand Rapids, and I really didn't know what to say. I was Obviously, I'm very blessed and very thankful for like this opportunity, but I don't know. It, it's, it's, it, it was so surreal. What the fact that uh, you were thought of what, 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 which part about it is surreal to you? Just everything really. I coming into the season that I, I wasn't really focusing on like winning Mr. Soccer or doing those kind of individual awards, but I wanted to come in and win championship. And I think the efforts of my team and, Obviously, we had a great year all around. Didn't lose a game, which is pretty good. But, um, yeah, it was just, just kind of everything all together. So part of, uh, obviously, uh, you, you're part of the resume, which uh, puts you in contention and ultimately the winner of this award. Um, from midfield, you were able to score 45 goals, a, a school scoring record for a season. You had 45 goals and 15 assists out of the midfield. Um, I, I guess, tell us about your game and, and how you play and how you were able to operate and be so successful there. Yeah, so at the beginning of the year, I probably played a little more midfield. But then as we kind of got later into the year and towards the middle of the year, I was playing forward a little bit. So I was a little bit higher up the field, but... I guess going back to what you were saying before during the summer, I put a lot of work in just on like my finishing ability and able to strike a good ball. And I think that paid off. Obviously I scored a lot of goals this year and I know in the past that that's something I've struggled with a lot. So that I was just kind of focused on that coming into this year and it paid off. So you, you said you, you had struggled with your finishing before. Yeah, I, I was, I was a, I was a pretty good finisher, but I, there was always, I, I guess there was something maybe just holding me back a little bit. I'm not really sure, but this, this last summer, I really put a lot of work and effort into that. And 
I feel like I have improved that part of my game by a lot. So what, um, how many years were, did you play uh, high school? I played all four years. And so I guess what were your scoring tallies? Because uh, obviously you broke the school record with 45. What, what, what kind of uh, numbers did you have in previous years? Oh, I think the my sophomore and junior year, I was probably right around 10 to 12-ish maybe. And then I remember my freshman year, I might have only had like one or two goals. So this year was uh, like a significant coming out party for you. Yes, yes, it definitely was. And so um, in one of the local papers uh, I, I read going in, uh, you kind of attributed a lot of the season on a, on a hot start. So kind of walk us through um, this season. Yeah, so obviously I think, I know me personally, I got off to a pretty hot start, but I felt like as, our, as, a, as a whole, as a team, I thought we all kind of connected pretty well right off the start. And obviously we built on that throughout the season. Obviously we had a couple tough results that like we ended in a tie. I know we tied Stony Creek and Troy, which those are two really good, great teams. And I think, I think some of those games for us were kind of motivators just saying like, okay, obviously we want to, we want to win. We always want to win. And a couple ties, kind of back-to-back -back and close really got us motivated. And I think coming into the postseason, we were playing our best soccer. I think that um, we were all just connecting really well. And I know our chemistry on and off the field as an entire team was something that I haven't experienced before with other teams. And I think that really pushed us uh, uh, past the finish line. You, you said team chemistry really put you guys over the top. Is that what you said? Yes, yes, yes. And uh, was that just because you guys have uh, grown up for a long time together and the, the core has been around? What, I guess, what was the makeup of your team? Like, was there a lot of seniors that you've been playing with or what, what, what uh, helped that chemistry? Yeah, there was a good amount of seniors. I know, I think maybe nine of our starters were seniors, but I think just our relationships that we had with each other just continued to grow over the over the entire year and I think that helped us the most obviously I played with a lot of these kids back in elementary school middle school and all all those um but I think coming into this year I think we all we all just wanted to win we were all rooting for each other we all wanted each other to do super well and I think that was something that maybe a lot of teams don't have but we were fortunate to have that and I think we created that uh, no doubt a, a talented team with a collective will is, is difficult to break. And if you guys are all, uh, yeah, experiencing each other's success, uh, collectively, um, that it seems like that's a very powerful thing. Yes. Yes. So, um, as the season went through your, your scoring bags of goals and you, I think, uh, I saw you had. Uh, high school team had 20 wins and just four ties and um that's that that's truly incredible um and you said you kept on getting better as the season was going on um so going into the the, the end of the season into the playoffs um describe that uh that 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 title game after you guys have played a million games one of the things that uh i uh that bothers me is how compact the, all the seasons are yeah. really. Um, 
yeah, how did you feel like after all those games crunched into such a short time? Like, did you have a lot of gas in the legs when it came to that final, or were you just like riding on adrenaline at that point? <laughs> Probably a little bit of both, but um, I knew that all of our guys were stoked to be there and kind of going into that last game for a lot of us seniors, at least, just because like that was our last game as a high schooler at, with each other for a lot of us, but we were just kind of like, this is it. We got one more game. Let's leave everything on the field. And like, if we didn't come out on top and we gave 110%, we all would have been still happy with how we performed. But luckily, we were able to come out on top. But I think going into that game, yeah, we were probably a little tired and beat up. But I think that for a lot of us, we were just so stoked to be there that it was like the adrenaline and the excitement that really got us going. Yeah, that state title game on the 6th of November. Um, Anchor Bay, who had an incredible season of their own, a, a real marker for, for, for that team to, to, you know, a season that'll go down in history for them themselves. Um, they were up one to zero over you guys for a good amount of um, the second half. So having not lost uh, in the season, what was that stretch like? It was tough at times. Obviously, they they have a great team. Um, I know some kids from that team. I've played with them before, and there's they have some great players. But um, kind of they scored right before half, so I think that might have been good and bad for us because we were able to regroup at halftime. And I think I think for most of us, we were just thinking, all right, if we just keep grinding and keep working, we're gonna keep getting chances. And we were able to put one away there. I think in around the 70th minute and then a couple minutes later we got a free kick and we scored that and we're up 2-1 and then we're defending for our lives for that last five to seven minutes there yeah what was that like uh i i listened to a co- i interviewed a couple other uh players from state champs winning sides this year and i i heard that the, the, the those last few minutes hanging on to a lead uh was pretty was pretty tricky yes yeah it can be hard we Switched our formation at the end, became more defensive, just to have more guys behind the ball. And I think at the end there, since all of us wanted to win so bad, we were willing to put our lives on the line. And I remember multiple plays where guys were flying in and maybe winning some balls they haven't in the past. But I think that it was just like all of our, our concentration levels were just so high then after getting a couple goals back, being up 2-1. And we all wanted it so bad that we were able to hold on and luckily not give up another goal there at the end. Yeah, your coach uh, after the game described that uh, that 10 minute period with the two goals and then holding on as magic. Um, would you agree? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> it was it was there like stars in your eyes or I I, I watched uh, the, the 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 equalizer goal where you uh, went down the right and crossed it into the middle and your teammate. uh tapped in the score and uh it definitely you guys looked like uh, you were on a whole nother plane yeah yeah I think as soon as I saw that ball go into the goal it was like a burst of energy and I think I could agree for all of us that were out there playing and on the sideline and in the bleachers and wherever I think it was all just like we just we had momentum then and we just wanted to keep pushing and we knew that like after that goal, it, it was 1-1. There was everything to play for still. And we had about 10-ish minutes left. 
So we just wanted to keep going, keep grinding, and that getting that goal is a feeling that it's so hard to describe. It it, it felt amazing. That's awesome. Uh, I I can't even imagine uh, something uh, that has so much meaning like that. That's the goal that's going to get us back in to uh, on the path to uh, a state championship. Um, what is the history of Oklahoma's high school? Uh, can how long have they had the championships in them before? I I don't know the history. Yeah, they the last one they won with the boys was in two thousand four. So actually, a year most of us seniors were born. But um, they've had some success with the girls too. Uh, they've won a couple state championships. This was our fifth combined for the girls and boys. So hasn't happened a lot. But yeah, there is a history of of winning there. It, I mean. You've been there before. They hang the hat on, so that's awesome. But it's definitely a a marker down for uh, for Okemos and uh, all you guys involved. When did you know that you were really uh, gonna get serious about soccer? I think ever since I was a little kid. I remember like my mom and dad telling me stories about how like ever since I was young, I always loved playing with like a soccer ball or something like that. And I remember going to the high school games ever since I was a kid because my dad's been the coach there my entire life. And I've just loved it. I was on the sidelines. I got to interact with the players, luckily. And I think ever since then, I knew that like I loved the game and I wanted to play it. So your dad, uh, Brian Gugamas, has been the, the Okamas High School coach your entire life? Yes, yes, he has. Oh, wow. Unreal. And then so it finally came time where this was your moment and it led to this? Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty crazy story. No, that's unreal. So so you were, so for a long time, you were uh, the little guy that, w- that was hanging around practice and stuff, like running around helping, maybe chasing balls and stuff like that? Yeah, that was me. I would run after balls when they miss a shot or I'd be messing with the assistant coach and just kind of watching and looking up to them. Unreal, unreal. That, that that's quite that's quite a tale. That's something special. So, uh, you and your dad got to experience that uh, moment together, and really, as a, a real long, long term, <laughs> I don't know, long term storyline. I guess yeah, uh, yeah. from 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 the moment you're you're up and walk around and able to go out and uh, be around other kids, and then now here senior year, you're 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 lifting the. State title with your dad. Uh, can you even describe that? Oh, probably not. It it's really it's really surreal. It's something that I really don't think I can describe. It's um, obviously winning with my dad as the coach is something special. Not a lot of kids get to experience this or fathers really either. But especially like growing up with the game, seeing my dad win a state championship with the girls before. I knew this is something I wanted, and I'm lucky enough that obviously I got to share it with my dad, but also I got to win it with all my friends that I've known for years. Unreal. Unreal. That sounds like uh, an amazing bond. And uh, what's that feeling like? So I guess for a lot of the seniors, kind of um, uh, their soccer paths and just general, their their life paths in general, kind of um, obviously you finish senior year and senior years are very – you know, an awesome moment in anyone's life. But uh, uh, I guess where does it, where does soccer go from here for you? Well, I'm looking to play in college somewhere. I haven't figured out where. I'm still searching. But yeah, hopefully I can play for the next four or five years and 
not be done just yet. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you also you're playing club. Uh, I believe you, you play Midwest United. Yes, that's correct. And so, how long have you um, been playing club? Uh, basically, my entire life. I used to play with the local team here, Okemos Soccer Club, and then I moved around. And I've been at Midwest United now for, I think this might be my third year with them. So yeah, it's. I mean, I was super excited to get back with them. Obviously, I love the group of guys, and they're a lot of fun to play with. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So how was that um, balance between uh, obligations to the, to the different teams? It was hard at sometimes, but I was able to obviously talk to my coaches, and we were able to figure it out. And I had a couple other kids on my team also play high school, so we kind of. We're doing the same thing in a sense, kind of had the same deal, you could say. But yeah, we we were able to figure it out. And what are your roles as a player? Are they are they much different between Okemos and Midwest United? I would say they are. Yeah, obviously, I'm probably not going to score forty something goals with my Midwest United team. That would be pretty crazy. But um, yeah, I would I would say they're different. Obviously, I love playing with both groups but um yeah 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 would it, is it something that uh more players can navigate or do you really have to like i guess the, with uh your dad knowing the soccer world and all that sort of stuff like do you think someone that doesn't have as many ties to soccer world would be able to navigate that path like you have um i think they would be able to i they might need a little bit of help here and there but I, everyone needs help i've had to ask for some advice from my dad, other coaches, just kind of get help with um, like figuring everything out with club and high school, just because obviously they uh, conflict every every once in a while before. But now that high school is over, I don't have to worry about that anymore, and it's just club. Yeah, I'm sure that, that that's a quite a, a feeling to uh, to get off such an achievement. And then what? How how many days was it before you were like? back to practice i actually trained that next monday the that right after the state championship <laughs> so 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 straight into are you on the mls uh, mls next team or, or what, what, what uh, team are you playing yeah for? i'm on the midwest united mls next team and are you gonna uh i mean you said that uh, you're cut you're still looking around as far as your your collegiate options, but now that Midwest United has announced their USL two team, is that something that you're gonna shoot for? It could be, yeah. I'll I'll see where I end up soon enough. Um, obviously, that would be a lot of fun, and it would be more soccer I got to play. So it, that that could be something I look to do in the future. Yeah, because uh, I I I enjoy uh, the summer ball, and uh, I. Uh, I'm a big fan of Oakland County FC, and uh, we're going to be playing Midwest United uh, moving forward. So okay. it would be pretty unreal to see you uh, in person uh, play. That'd be pretty rad. But yeah, yeah. before I let you go, uh, one thing I do really like to to ask uh, passionate uh, soccer people, and and you've scored a lot, so this might be a tricky question. But I was going to say, is do you have a uh, a favorite goal or a either a favorite goal that you've scored or a dream goal that you've thought of in your head that you'd love to do someday? Um, I think the, the dream for a lot of soccer players is like scoring in a big finals game. I know my center back that scored in the state final, he told me after the game that 
Like he was dreaming about scoring game winning goal in the finals like that, especially off a free kick that he hit really well. And I think, I think that for every player is something special and different. I think anything that's like in the finals game winning goal is something that every player dreams of. So not a, a technical specific one, like a bicycle kick from halfway or something. It's, it's like the moment is, it supersedes the, the actual goal itself. I, w- I would say so for me at least. Yes. And then when you're scoring goals, it, I guess um, this might be a tricky question to, to go into the mind, but when you're like a going on a run and you're going to score, you scored a lot of goals. Is it instinct? Or are you like, oh, I'm going to go here? And then do you like make a plan as it's happening? Or is it just your body takes over and it, it happens? I would say it's some of both. I would probably say the majority of it would be just kind of my body taking over, just kind of going with the flow, whatever's thrown at me, kind of react to that. Because obviously you could get into some tricky situations every here and there where there's a couple guys around you. But yeah, I would say just kind of going where the body takes me. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Mr. Soccer, Michigan 2021, Jack Gugamas and uh, Okamas High School uh, State uh, Champ. Uh, Thank you so much for joining Michigan Soccer Central. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That about does it for this week's edition of Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. My name is Robert Kerr. Very happy to be with you doing these shows. Hearing so many cool stories and getting such cool little nuggets of information about Michigan's great and growing soccer scene. We've had a lot of great guests. Feel free to check out the Spotify queue. We had an awesome interview with uh, Stars owner George Yunkai last week. We've had news of uh, teams moving from league to league in various different uh, levels of the game. And uh, we have some exciting interviews lined up in the next couple weeks, too. So definitely keep tuned because we've had some great ones and they're going to still keep on coming. Very excited for some uh, some holiday interviews. We're not going to be running any best ofs, I don't think. We got some excellent guests lined up and couldn't be more excited about this uh, Boxing Day watch party extravaganza at the Fieldhouse. Um, Thank you to Craig for being on the show to help me tell you guys about it. Uh, I can't wait to spend... The whole day uh, meeting and uh, talking to friends, uh, friends in soccer, watch some great action, and maybe uh, sneak it out onto the field and uh, play a little game ourselves. So, yeah, look out for that on Boxing Day. And then thank you to uh, Mr. Soccer 2021, Mr. Jack Gugamas, for coming on the show. Uh, you couldn't have impressed me more uh, with your achievements. I mean, earning state titles, earning Mr. Soccer. Uh, breaking school records for a goal score, just so awesome. Kudos to you and to all the other young players that have come on the show. You've impressed me so, so much. So thank you to, uh, like my guests, like I said, thank you to you listeners. We're about 30 shows deep, so still going strong and uh, even getting better and better. Like I said, got some great guests coming up in the next few weeks that I'm very excited to bring to you. And can't wait to see everyone down at the field house on Boxing Day. So thank you to Jenny for editing the show as always thank you to dan for the music and thank you to dan for the other dan and all the michigan soccer central guys for helping me put this show together so until next time enjoy your soccer